You're not a good whistler, are you? Yeah, I am. I'm a great whistler. That sounded bad. <laughs> That's all air. That's no whistle. That's all air. Well, let me no see what tone. you got, kiddo. both your fingers in your mouth see if that makes a difference that's disgusting put both big fingers in your mouth this isn't your sex orgy for one this isn't only fans what i don't get about the loud whistler is why they choose whistling over just yelling it Who's a loud whistler? Yeah, you know these people out there. You know, the, you're, they're they're at sporting events. They're at uh, at meetings of sorts. They're at concerts. They put four four fingers in their mouth, two per side, and just let a big whistle out in support of whatever's happening or the because they're the, excited. The, but it's yeah. that loud. And I don't piercing. get it. I don't I don't understand why like I've never been in a situation and then said to myself like you know what I need to do like I'm having so much fun you know and I need to do right now. I need to whistle very loudly. See, I've been in the situation where I want to cheer very loudly, maybe a hoot or a holler. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. uh yeah, girl. But uh I don't know Come why again. I don't know why people choose to whistle instead of just yell. I think it's um, because they can. You know, everybody can yell. Who can whistle that well? Right? Let them know. But I don't think... piercing. Also, like, you know, kind of coming right back from that. uh, I've never heard... I've never heard somebody who enjoys hearing somebody whistle like that behind them at a concert or a sporting event. Yeah, but it just adds more dynamicism to the crowd, But if you're... so, So picture you're at a hockey game... And somebody's behind you going. I'm like, not saying that I like and it. And someone behind you is going like, "Yeah, go, 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 Leafs, go." Well, you'd probably you would probably uh, tell that guy to shut the fuck up, anyways, because we're here in Beantown. But if that same guy was out there just whistling up a storm, yeah, be like, "Hey, bud, like, come on, you're you're an adult. You you don't need to whistle anymore. Like, you're I don't you don't ever need called anyone out for that. I think you're at a sporting event. You paid your fucking shit ton of money to make a bunch of noise for your team. No, it's it's. I know I'm, I'm I'm speaking in hyperbole. Obviously, you never go to Boston and confront a fellow sports fan because they would probably just make a comment about your uh, your gender or your sexuality or something. It's all like things in your head. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm that. never approaching the person going like, hey, can you stop whistling? Like, can you stop hitting that high pitch with your whistle and just cheer like the rest of us? But you say it in your head. I'm not actually looking at the person and saying it. Yeah, see, I'm fine with it. I think it's... Uh, Cam, do you, like, do you tell everybody what you're actually thinking instead of just keeping it in your head like a normal person? Sometimes. Sometimes not. Kick it! Continuing tonight on two C's in a pod. 96.7 on your Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's because we're two C's in a pod, two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's in a pod at gmail.com. Glad we.
<laughs> Glad we stopped that one right there, Cam. Thanks for tuning in, folks. You know what you're listening to. This is uh, it's Two Season Pod. This is a podcast that's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Cam LeClaire. Yes, sir. And uh, yes, sir. That's it. That's all he's got for you today. The uh, the the calm. I, I Cam, you're so f- free of judgment. See, I feel like mm. I judge. I'm judging every single person on the bus, every single person in line at the at the no frills. Uh, quick shout out, sponsor of the show. Uh, every by the way, if you hear um, uh, a product name or an entity or something, they are an official sponsor of the show. Certainly, no if, question. Anytime about it. we ever bring up, if we're talking about Excel gum. Or uh, no frills, or of course the beef diaper. You know that they are a sponsor of the podcast. That's it, buddy. No, I try not to be too uh, too judgmental for the people around me. You know, we're in a uh, a diverse white community full of white people in <laughs> Kitchener. So, uh, how can you judge? Now that's interesting because when you said when I said judge, I didn't think race. <laughs> Oh, you see, when immediately I, when you th- thought, see, when I thought, when I think I just judge, thought you were kind of judging people based on their race. No, cam, which I, I don't more do. think of somebody who's uh, wearing like tattered sweatpants, but they oh. have an iPhone 10. And you're like, that's yeah. that's 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 a conflict of values right there. As, when I'm judging people uh, on a daily basis, it, it has nothing to do with their, uh, you know, their so gen- basically their their their. their, their the appearance in society yeah it has nothing to do with you know their race or uh you know their gender or their uh sexual orientation it has a hundred percent to do with what the fuck are you doing right now bud yeah i i, I get you there and i treat i like, treat all people that way i treat all 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 walks of life i judge equally when someone shows up to a service ontario with pajamas and i don't really have to say anything more it's like could you just putting just just a tad more effort because I feel like the interaction you're gonna have with the front desk lady isn't gonna be smooth because they're gonna say, "Did you bring all the paperwork you need?" You go, "What the fuck do I need paperwork? I'm here." <laughs> Problem and, number one. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to renew my license. Do you have your old license? No. Do you have any paperwork? I'm right here. There's a woman who uh, I, I think lives in the apartment kind of just down the way from Jess's and we, we, uh, we'll, we'll spend our morning sitting in the little bay window reading a book, having our coffee and I see this woman walk by every single morning without fault. She's got one of those little dogs that looks like uh, a puppy but it's, you know, it looks like it just was born. But it's not like it's probably like five yeah. years old. You know, one of those type gotcha. of sizes. Yeah, it's kind of um, mid size. She's walking like in sedan. in um like plush uh, slippers. They're kind oh, of like me. sandals, but slippers. Uh, in a house coat that falls just below the ass line. Uh, and let me tell you, this woman does not have the body of somebody who should be wearing a house coat so short. And she just she's walking this dog. She goes right past her house, goes to the store, brought, gets some darts. Uh, and then walks the other way. Does the, and do- you- does the dog come into the store? I don't know. I, I can't kind of see. I can't see around the corner to see where they yeah, actually. That's a big you know, question. Happens, but well, I don't. I well, I don't think. I think that's a very small part of the story because Cam. No, the big part no, of the no, story no, 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 no. is that I am judging this woman every single time for the entire time I'm watching her. It has nothing to do with her being white and old. 
It's purely. Hey, you're be- the one that brought. You're the one that brought that up. It's not the me. shoes. It's the dog. It's the house coat. Uh, it's all the other things that have nothing to do with. Uh, yeah, you know, all the kind of like the par- parts about her is all the crazy part. Um, the thing I, the reason I ask about the dog is I think there's a certain type of person that brings their dog with them. And then just goes, I'm going to leave you tied up outside. Yeah, I don't like that sometimes either. Um, I mean, I guess you do see it a lot. You would see it a lot more in the city, you know, where maybe people, uh, you're kind of walking your dog and then you go to pick up errands or something like that, you know, uh, stop off and, um, yeah, grab groceries or something. Yeah, I would think the same thing. Just keep those two things separate because nobody yeah. uh, seeing it seeing a dog tied up outside i feel like it's kind of uncomfortable for everybody like it's oh, uncomfortable no one likes it. it's uncomfortable for the people who love dogs because they're like oh the dog's trapped but it's also uncomfortable for the people because remember they're out there there's a lot of people who are afraid of dogs who Dude, don't like I, dogs I, for I various got a dog in the background here that was at the lcbo the other day and this guy um comes in with like a big german shepherd-esque dog Ties it up outside. It's just barking because he wants the owner to come back. Everyone's now moved like 15 feet back from it because you're looking at this leash like, I don't know how much thing this thing's got on it. <sighs> what a mistake. I'm like, just separate the two, man. Like, how far could you possibly have lived where you can't just leave the dog at home to go pick up your one bottle of uh, Alberta Premium? <laughs> well, that's what it is. Yeah, like y- you can separate dog walking and Prince Igor Vodka. Yeah, you can kind of is separate that, those two things. Is that the lowest shelf one? I saw one the other day where a woman, you know, um, if you walk into a shopper's drug mart, uh, at least the one close to me, there's sort of there's the initial doors, and then there's like the little corridor, and then you walk through another set of doors to get into the store. If yeah. that makes sense. And the dog, that, but I'll let you the dog was tied up in the like between the two doors so between so the dog wasn't outside but it wasn't in the store and every single time a dog's tied up it's always one of these little yippy motherfuckers oh that one's gonna bite your ankles and you're in the store and everybody's looking around kind of looking at each other looking around what the fuck's happening because all you can hear is this dog just yipping throughout the entire store that's all you could hear yeah and it's one of those things like people are either uncomfortable because they're like this shouldn't be happening also, you're looking around like, who is the dumb piece of shit who owns this dog? Yeah. Uh, but then chances are you're going to see them and it's going to be like this old looking crazy person. And you're like, oh, OK, like I'm just I, 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 I know sense. what's going yeah. on with you because you're old and fucking crazy to begin with. Yeah. Um, side note about those two sliding doors you were talking about, you know, the ones that like you walk, see you walking to a bank. Very and important side note. Oh, it's just something interesting that I learned this week. It's a little fun fact of the week. Apparently, they started putting those in banks, um, not for airflow. So, like, normally, if you go into a, one of those places that's not a bank, it's so that you can control the air. When it's cold outside, you can blow it out. These are now in banks so that when the robber leaves the first set and that door closes, they can lock them in there. Oh, lock them between the doors. Yeah. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. I was watched one of those, uh, one of your probably least favorite videos on the internet. And former bank robber breaks down bank robbing scenes from movies. Oh, I love those videos, Cam. You know, you know, I love a video about somebody speaking seriously about something that was written to be fiction. Um, it would almost be like I would I would also love to have a video similarly titled uh, which breaks down scenes from Harry Potter. Yeah, I'd be down too. I would be down to watch that video because Crystal, Crystal Skull. I 
uh, expert breaks down crystal skull scenes in Indiana Jones. Which, th- those things like that would be fantastic because if you if you're a, a person and you claim to be a witch, that you're already psych you're that you're psycho to begin with. So that's already like a, a good step though. one. And then for you to be baited into believing that you're giving factual knowledge about the mystic arts, boom, that's number two. Like I'm laughing at you for so many more reasons. What I need is a one that's former prisoner breaks down prison scenes for movies. I'd like to see that. Uh, yeah, I would mostly like to watch. Um, uh, and, and then I would kind of see that prisoner being like, um, you know, kind of watching a scene from jail and be like, no, see, that wouldn't actually happen because the guards don't make rounds that often. So you're probably getting raped in the ass. That's uh, right. And then, you know, cut to the next jail scene. And they're like, yeah, so that was close to what would happen. But really, you'd be getting raped in the ass instead. You, you wouldn't uh, be the, as much lube as you it's see. It's just in there. constant like, you know, no. No, that wouldn't happen because you would be too busy getting raped in the ass. Um, it would just kind of be like that on repeat, uh, except for Shawshank. Shawshank might be maybe that's like the only one where they're like, yeah, that ass rape was pretty uh, consistent with what jail would be like. If you want, uh, for the listeners at home, if you want to watch a guy on YouTube break down the pretty much just a YouTuber that had been in prison for like 15 years and came out and started doing YouTubing. Name's Larry Lawton. He'll tell you all about how do they make wine in prison? Uh, how does the commissary work? What do you trade in prison? How do cellmates work? Things like that that you or I can that we would just never know the answer to because, well, we'll see, but haven't been in jail yet. Haven't been in jail yet. Hoping to keep that off. stay out. Um, I do know uh, the Michael Mann movie Heat. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's got Pacino, De Niro, Val Kilmer. It's actually a badass bad bad badass movie uh but it's about bank robbers like on that like very large scale it's like two and a half hours it's very 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 good but actually like certain practices of the lapd they needed to like change what they were doing because the movie was too realistic like the way that the the way that the cons and the uh you know the bad guys kind of broke down the police system and were able to evade them was like too real that the police force actually had to, uh, that various police forces actually had to change the way they do things, uh, because heat was too real, <laughs> which I thought Damn. was, which I thought was pretty cool. Imagine having to change your entire thing just because a movie came out. Yeah, I mean that's a badass one. I'm sure there's other situations where movies that came out and then they're like, oh, we need to change the way we do something stupider, but that one's pretty badass. Yeah, go check it out if you haven't. Um, okay. Cam, let's get into the show, shall we? Let's get into the show with some things. Oh, what? You don't consider dialogue the show? What do we do? I do, we I do not consider dialogue the show. I consider segments to be the entire <laughs> to be the entire show. If, if we're not moving through segments, we are wasting time. We're wasting the listeners' time. You know, they're here to uh, listen to. They, they're here for the banter. They're, well, they're Happy here Monday. for the banter. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. Uh, let's get into the week by reviewing some things from last week with a couple notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. Uh, first off, we're going to do our first note. Um, this came off of one of the uh, one of the, one of the uh, Ohio's from last week. Could a python eat a person? Well, obviously, yes. there's a lot of factors. You know, obviously, of course, it would depend on how big the person is and how big the python is. However, the average fully grown python would be able to swallow a child whole. 
or anybody about under the height of five foot four. Um, a fully uh, so pythons they have this ability to kind of like you know break their jaw open so they are able to get around larger things. Well, I think they dislocate their. However, jaws yeah, however, however, it works. Um, I'm no, I'm I'm no uh, ornithologist. Nicologist. Yeah. Uh, so a fully grown python um, would just have some trouble getting themselves around the larger f uh, shoulders of a man or the larger hips of a grown woman. Uh, that would be where, like, but a kid, before they're fully developed and they haven't really grown, kids would go down uh, like butter. So, Cam, a fully grown man like yourself... You know, with your large shoulders, maybe uh, you know, maybe a little bit difficult. But I think uh, someone you know with smaller, with a smaller shoulder blades like smaller me, frame. I think a python would be able to get his chompers right around me, no problem. That should be one of your fun facts when you introduce yourself. You're like, um, three fun facts about myself. Um, I I I've been to 16 different baseball stadiums. Um, I have two different middle names, and my shoulders are small enough to be eaten by a python. Yeah, bring me back to uh, what was that, the two truths and a lie type of uh, yeah. type of introduction, which I love doing. Yeah, I like, love doing. I don't have two middle names. <laughs> I love doing. Yeah, ma yeah, yeah. But I love making the lie uh, obviously a lie, and then um, you know, kind of baiting the person into be. You know, it'd be like, oh, my name's Cameron Osborne. I, uh, you know, I can run uh, a five second forty. <laughs> I uh <laughs> um I so I I think that the axis powers don't get enough credit and, and like make three that are wild and then people are like shit does he actually support the axis powers? Um Cam we're also talking about a little bit from last week. We're talking about um <laughs> uh baseball legend Pete Rose. Yes. We were talking about he is a three-time World Series champion. He does carry five MLB records, um, and those are the uh, most hits with 4,256. The most singles, he has 3,215 singles. He uh, played in 3,562 games with 14,053 at-bats and 15,890 plate appearances. Um, over the course of his almost like uh, nine, uh, 19 year career, I think almost 20 year career, which is wild. Uh, but like we said last week, um, Pete Rose is not allowed into the Hall of Fame due to, uh, uh, well, the reason why was because in 1989, uh, the very last year that he was a manager for the team, uh, he was penalized with a permanent ineligibility from base on baseball games based on the allegations that he bet on the Cincinnati Reds games while playing and managing for the team. Uh, Pete Rose actually voluntarily accepted the ban, claiming that there was an actual factual reason for it, because he did it. He admitted to doing it. Uh, but in return for accepting the ban, MLB agreed to make no formal investigation into the, the allegations. They didn't look any further to, into it because he accepted the ban. But now where this becomes tricky was because in 1991, the Baseball Hall of Fame voted to formally ban all of those who are on that that permanent ban list. So because Pete Rose put himself on the list two years prior voluntarily, and then the Hall of Fame voted to just everybody on that list is not allowed, 
and like of course like into the future also if somebody were to presently be put onto the uh be put onto the permanently banned list that person would also not be allowed in the hall of fame so it's less of a thing that pete rose he's not allowed but due to kind of it's like a backdoor sketchy reason as to why he's not right it's like i'm not allowed in mexico because of several charges not because mexico doesn't like me uh sure <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's that's yeah that, that could be a good way uh it's could, ongoing the investigation exactly yeah. charges. <laughs> that could be a good that could be a good way of putting it so yeah pete rose kind of did this to himself uh well obviously he did it to himself but is he is she still welcome into the hall of fame um who knows that'd be nice it's welcome to my Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, uh, one of these days, Barry Bonds, that, that'll be the big question for us to ask next. It's a little bit easier than the likes of, uh, you know, Shoeless Joe Jackson or somebody who we all kind of, you know, everyone's like, yeah, they shouldn't be there. Um, oh, I just know him based on the restaurant. Oh, okay. No, you're thinking um, uh, small, quick little, quick little history lesson there. The Chicago Black Sox. Um, is the name of the team Eight Men Out? I believe is the name of the biopic done about it. No, they uh they they threw the game, the uh, the Chicago Black Sox team of like the early 1900s. They threw the games intentionally, uh, because they were betting on them. So everyone or there was like yeah eight guys associated with that team. Shoeless Joe Jackson, I think just being the best of them, like the best baseball player of the lot. Uh, so like so the entire that entire organization was banned from. The Hall of Fame, but with that one's a little bit better. I feel they were intentionally throwing games. Yeah. Uh, Pete Rose was betting on himself to win, so I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't really know where I land on that. Wait, is Shoeless Joe's canceled? The restaurant? Yes. No, I think you can still go to Shoeless Joe's. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Why not? I got a Chuck's Roadhouse in ten minute walking distance of here that does four dollar beers on weekdays. Okay. Now, if they open up patios, oh, oh. Can't wait. You can't just. I can't. I can't see that ever happening again. Anyway, I'm not going to linger on that topic. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for the little heads up on the baseball Hall of Fame regulations and uh, old Petey Rose. You got any other notes for the week? Uh, no, that was it. That was it. Okay. Um. So okay. yeah, we still support Pete Rose in this in this house, though. Yes. In this house of sin. The mm-hmm. real question is when Barry Bonds does get inducted to the Hall of Fame, does he use the, um, what do you call it? Does he use the Kanye West song, Barry Bonds, as his walk? Uh, I'm surprised he wasn't using it his entire career, to be honest. <laughs> or yeah. at least after 2007. 2006 uh yeah oh no it's one of those things he probably won't it is be, one of his worst songs but he probably won't be allowed uh in there either uh i did i did, I did try to do a quick uh you know look around to see baseball seems to be the only uh sport where there is heavy heavy objections to not being allowed in the hall of fame i couldn't quite find anything else from other sports that were uh as steadfast as strict as strict as that um mainly i think just you know P- uh, peds are most popular in baseball i think uh well peds became popular in baseball not because they're not popular everywhere else just because they decided that th- hey we're not going to allow drugs anymore you think the M- it's not rampant in the nba was the last time you saw a positive test in the nba for steroids <sighs> Um, uh, last season, 
there you, you'll get one probably a year where it's not yeah. the steroids it's the diuretic they find yeah uh, so like you'll you know, see tell- you'll see yeah one or two a year it happened to a player deandre ayton last year and another player named john collins happened to both those two guys um yeah but it is rare hockey you never fucking see it uh it's the chickens garden the hen house right or whatever you call it the fox garden the hen house why would they if if lebron james is juicing to the gills and they come out they're like do we want this man suspended for six months or do we want to continue making money yeah, it's tough. Um, I also think there are some sports which lend to performance-enhancing drugs a little bit easier than others. I think baseball is one of those sports which le- lends to uh, steroids a little bit more than others. No, I, what makes you say that? Uh, just because I feel like... I don't know. I just kind of picture the way that steroids would affect the person, the body... Mm-hmm. Um, particularly when it comes to like, you know, when you can tell someone's not natural, it would be hard well, to tell someone's not natural under when their entire body is covered. Like, you know, sometimes like you need to see their veins, need to see them flex kind of to be like, oh yeah, that's not, that's a hundred percent not natural. Yeah. But that's if they're bodybuilding cam. I think the difference is like, if you're taking steroids for faster recovery, right? It's, it's not like all steroids are meant to just make you like giant and huge. Yeah. They're meant to make you faster stronger they don't have to look that strong but um you can do it just so you're like i need to recover quicker so i can get more days in the gym in a week yeah i don't think sammy sosa was trying to recover quickly i think he was trying to hit as many bombs as he possibly could yeah (laughs) right where yeah it sort of seems like that that kind of thing uh would yeah just kind of be different from sport to sport well i think i think we look at steroids as such a like a certain set of it instead of how can I increase my VO2 capacity, right? How can I inc- increase my aer- aerobic capacity? Okay. Like things like that where you're just not really thinking of like, you think steroids is big instead of steroids makes me work harder, have a higher work rate, last longer, recover quicker, and be a little faster and have even less weight on me, right? Anyway. Enough sports talks. We know that our listeners probably don't give a shit about steroids. But you know what they do care about, Cam? What's that? Spinning the fucking wheel. It's time for the Wheel of Death. Death. The Wheel of Death. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. We love this game. One of the new games over here at uh, at Two Season a Pod. All right, Cammy Boy. This week on Wheel of Death, we have these head topics. Bring the noise. A true man. That's not a sport. That's my wife. Boo this man. LAX. STFU and jail time. Perfect. Let's, let's spin that let's wheel, go. baby. All right. <laughs> a true man, Cam. Pull up my wheel of questions here. A true man. If you had to make a case that you were living in a Truman Show situation, <laughs> what evidence would you use? I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna do a Truman Show. Uh, I knew. I, I felt like that's why there. Why there that one was going. Uh, Cam, this happens to me all the time. 
Uh, you know, if, let me know if it happens to you. Focus on let us know if it happens to you. Gmail.com. This feels like this happens to me all the time where I'm walking around. Anytime I'm walking around in the evening, you're walking around, like, you know, down the street. The street light always goes off when I'm directly underneath it. I and oh. I, you know, I can't. Can I? Can I pinpoint exact? This has happened to me dozens and dozens of times uh, over the course of my entire life. Walking around, you're walking home from the bar. The fucking light goes off right when you're under. You're walking home from work. The light goes off right when you're under it. It feels too random to be, or you know, or it feels too specific to be random. I think that would be the point where you know, there's a director somewhere talking into a headset. You know, I'm walking under this light, and he's like, "Oh, there's too much light on him." Turn that light off, and then somebody goes, bloop, and then that light turns off when I'm directly under it. Come on, what are the odds of that? There's nobody else on the street. It's just me. I love it. See, if I were to pick one, it's that the media is starting to propagate that all phones are listening to you. And I'm like, oh, that's a good example of maybe it's just the Truman Show saying that we're just adding new mics. Wait, is the media telling us that, or has that been happening all along? I mean, what's the difference? I think it's been happening all along. (laughs) Anyway, let's give us another spinner, okay, boy? Wow, big spin there, big fella. Big spin. That's not a sport. That's my wife. As an ultimate frisbee player, Cam, what is one sport you truly do? What is one sport you truly believe does not count as a sport? Hmm. One sport that's not a sport. Yeah, and you understand what I mean by this. Is one thing that people will put on the fringe as, you know, some people say golf is not a sport because you are not complaining against anybody else but the field. I like that one. I do like that um, because, yeah, when it when it comes to when it comes to playing golf, you're never playing the guy in your foursome. Or, you know, whatever. You're never playing him. You're playing against the chorus. You're playing against a bunch of fucking agricultural nerds who make something, make make a, a field that drains very well. So, therefore, then, Cam, I think the counter argument against that is then high jump, sprinting, right? These are not because you're competing against the course as well. Yeah. It's an individual sport. I like I like I like all of I like all of those things. Anything that you do explicitly by yourself, um, I would probably not call hunting a sport, unless it is a competition of who can you know who can bang the biggest buck. But if it's just well, you out there shooting deer, that's not a sport. That's just you out there shooting deer. But isn't golf, if you're in a tournament, then does it turn into a sport itself? Ah, see, that's a good question. Yeah, you know, I mean, if, if maybe if maybe it maybe it means more there has to be more something on the line. You know, if you're just playing tennis with your buddy, hitting the ball back and forth, you're just kind of hitting the ball back and forth. But if you're scoring, you know, if you're down 30 love in the sixth set of your third game and there's 10 bucks on the line, that's a sport, baby. Gotcha. That's interesting. I think there's a more discussion to be had there. Um, I'm currently in a sport right now because I'm competing. It's called a walking challenge. Who can get the most steps in seven days? Oh, I would win that for sure. How are you How doing many steps so far? Take? Uh, so yesterday I walked 12.3 kilometers. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I, I don't have a step counter of any of any kind or anything like that. So, of course, having an accurate representation 
of what's going on uh, is tough sometimes. Um, I would say on a, I mean, of course, like on a nothing day, obviously you're getting nothing. You know, but it's uh, it's probably like 3K round trip for me to get groceries. I got to go do that today. Quite a bit. You know, that'll be a nice if I if I walk over to Jess's, I think it's like seven and a half. Her and I like her and I like doing nice 10K walks in the morning. Also, that's a long you know, walk. wake up, get a coffee, get a scone and just kind of walk it out. Yeah, it's a nice thing in, in, in Toronto you can do that because there's just so much to see. Oh, I yeah, find. or it's, I yeah, we kind of have like our routes and then also which coffee shops we like stopping at depending on what route you go on, which is also very yeah. important. Last week, uh, <laughs> I tried, I didn't get a, I didn't get a cup of it, just got a cup, but I just had a sip of the, uh, like a bulletproof coffee. Oh, is that the one with the, the uh, butter, MCT oil? Shit like that? I don't I don't know anything about oils, but yeah, butter and cream. That's and then the coffee, and then it's all blended together, and then that is served uh, to you. It just tastes like really ri- creamy, rich coffee. That's all it really tastes like. Yeah, because I know if you put the MCT oil in it, your guts will just fall out of your butt without even you knowing it. Jesus Christ! Um, Let's do one more spin. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Please give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Cam. Third question. STFU. What group of fans are irresistible to listen to about their interest? And this is not to be sports fans. This could be someone who's really interested in, say, crossbows, a specific television show, a sports team, or something otherwise. That's fantastic, Cam. Um, well, the biggest one that came to mind was uh, like right off the bat, even before you said it. Uh, and there was this little period of time in like 2013 when all anyone would want to talk about how Breaking Bad is the best show ever since possibly The Wire. Uh, it was this like very specific period of time, I think, where at least all of our peers, like Breaking Bad was coming to a close in the live sphere, but also a, a lot of our peer group, you know, when it came to, uh, you know, downloading torrents and like, you know, finding new shows and, uh, the wire would have been off the air for a few years by then. And you're, you're kind of like discovering a new show. And then I, I have had so many people are not lately though. Back in the day, I'm going to say back in 2014, that's all anyone wanted to talk about. How Breaking Bad is the best show ever, except for possibly The Wire. Uh, both great shows. You don't have to talk about it every time. Cam, you uh, if you can recall uh, a terrible Christmas traditions top five where those who love Elf love it so much they quote it, but only for only for 24 days? If you love something so much, just fucking tell me about it all the time. Sometimes I'll listen. Sometimes well, you I don't will need listen. you don't need me yammering off about the Olympics, like two years after the Olympic cycle. It's like, dude, I can't wait for this Olymp- U.S. hockey Olympic team. They're gonna be sick. And you're like, when is it? You're like, two years from now. Can't wait. Um, I can't think of a single Olympic moment that I was excited for the prospect about it. Uh, surely we all remember Sidney Crosby's golden goal. We all sure. remember it. But if you asked me three weeks prior, hey, are you ready for that Canada hockey game? I'd be like, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, it'll be watched. It'll be on in my house. Right. But I'm not like fucking like, 
oh, you know, I'm not like going nuts about it. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think people who clamor on about the Olympics, I could probably put them in a similar, um, in a similar thing. I don't know anybody that clamors on about the Olympics, though. See, my stepdad, my stepdad loves the Olympics, uh, specifically for the track and field. That's his thing. But I think why I'm giving him a pass is because he will also watch, like the regular track, the and field. regular events that kind of continue to occur, like the pan. You know, um, there's one, there's one series. Pan Am. It, I, I, I was about to say Pan Am, but no, there's a different series of track and field where it's just track and field, where it's like the winners win. It's it's called like the Golden Games, and you win a million dollars of gold. That's like, you know, you if you win the fucking high jump, you win a million dollars of gold. It's like something like that. Or and then if you win silver, it's like a million dollars of silver. Like it's it's broken down like that. And those occur once a year or something like that. He will continue to watch track and field on non-Olympic day. So I'll give him a pass on that one. I'll give him a pass on that one. I think that's the first person I've ever heard of who watches track and field. Well, he's, uh, yeah, I mean, he was in the Olympics uh, in track. Your dad so was in the Olympics? My stepdad. What? Yeah. Uh, in Montreal, he was a, he did the 100 meter and then I think the four by four, like the relay race, I think. Damn. Yeah, he went yeah to, I guess you would be interested in that after that. Yeah, no, and he just, he fucking, uh, his calves are huge, and he uh, likes watching uh, likes watching the track and field. And I got to admit, I think the track, and out of all of the Olympic events, I think maybe just because it would have been the ones that were on routinely, I do, con- I think I consider, or I, I see the uh, track and field events as being the most impressive to me personally. Um, although you watch something like something like you know you watch like table tennis and you're like wow yeah but or you watch uh like the biathlon and you're like wow yeah but like track and field just because like i remember we did track and field like we i didn't do the javelin or the fucking discus throw or anything like that but like i remember long jump i remember triple jump and these guys who are like jumping out of the uh you know out of the sandbox I'm like, gee, I, 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 that's a little more conceivable to me. Like, Jesus Christ, I can jump four feet. You just did 19 and a half and you didn't even win. That's how I feel about watching cycling now that I track all my metrics for it. And it's like they're averaging 278 watts. And to someone like that doesn't know what it means. It's like, that's a number. And after you try and push 275 watts for like three minutes, you're like, this is death and I can't do this anymore. And then they're like, they're going up a mountain generating 350 watts. You're like, this is impossible. But somehow they managed to do it. Yeah. No, the that's exactly of, it. The beauty of steroids. Uh, or it would be like seeing somebody uh, watching a fighter who's in your weight class and, and, you know, watching them train. And you're like, wow, I could not do that. And conceivably, I should because we're the same size. <laughs> yeah. I, conceivably, I should be able to do this. Oh, my God. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, so I think the track Jeez. and field have always kind of, uh, yeah, and especially I do think that the the one hundred the one hundred meter is really that uh, to me the creme de la creme of uh, of that track and field world. It is the Super Bowl of track and field. Uh, nobody remembers who nobody remembers the guy who owns the eight hundred meter record. Nobody remembers the guy who shot put or the woman who shot putted the furthest. But everyone remembers the hundred meter race. 
So funny thing about the 100 meter race is everyone says that Usain Bolt was the fastest man on earth. Fair? I think, yeah. Wasn't that a general conclusion? General are you, are conclusion. You, are you about to blow and our now, brains? Well, there was someone in the NFL combine who did a 40-yard dash and got to a higher speed than Usain Bolt did. Oh, okay. Like, he, his speed was faster. Correct. But, uh, like, his max achievable speed was faster than... The, the top speed he hit was faster. The distance was not the same, but the top speed he hit yeah. was faster. No, that's uh, that. No, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, when I think fast, again, yeah, when I think fastest man alive, I don't think fastest from here to here or here to there. I picture you. You always kind of picture that hundred meter. Well, you kind of think like that's the minimum distance you have to kind of get yeah. to reach that top speed. Yeah. But apparently the 40 yard dash, you can, uh, well, and that's, I can you know, probably and blow past that. I got I, like a 3.2. I'm not a track and field trainer of any kind. Right. But you don't say I want like, what's, what's you, what, what do, do we know? Have we tracked Usain Bolt's 40? We'll get the, we'll get that information for next week. But I would picture if you hit your max speed at 30 yards, you're not going to be able to sustain that. And you're going to flutter out by the end of the race. I bet Usain Bolt could run faster but you don't, so you could sustain, you know, this uh, this combine guy hits 42 miles per hour, know, man. and then just fucking I, for, what, for 10 yards and then stops? But Usain Bolt hits like 36 miles per hour and sustains it for 80 yards. I wonder how... Uh, see, I, the 100 meter dash is just so small, though. Like, it's just such a small distance. Yeah, it's so it's so small. It's so simple, in theory. It's just here to there. You sh- you know that's that's an easy distance to run. Who can do it the fastest? I think. Uh, but that's think what I'm that saying is like this this forty yards versus a hundred yards make that big a difference. I think it would. I don't know. I think it would. I don't know. Um, speaking of speed, maybe we should talk about some fast cars. Perfect segue into the nightcap. The Nightcap, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. All we need is five minutes to recap this week's episode. M- maybe less than five minutes, but certainly not more than five minutes. Oh, sh- we're going to need more than five minutes. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but you did have the beginning part. Yeah, I'm going to kick off this week's uh, right. this this week's edition of the good of the nightcap. You know what we're doing here, folks? We're watching all season one of Knight Rider on uh, NBC, I think. Uh, <laughs> um, of course, I'm uh, watching on YouTube. No, no, but I mean, like it, it, it premiered on NBC. I know. I, I checked NBC. It wasn't on. Uh, we're bringing yourself back to follow the stories of Michael Knight and his uh, and his supercar kit. Let's bring ourselves back to a cozy November twenty sixth, nineteen eighty two. It's a Friday night. Your kids, your kids are out getting fingered or fingering. We're not too sure. Um, and you and the missus, you're sitting or back both. To- or both, who knows? Uh, and uh, you and your wife are sitting back and watching uh, the Night Rider. We're putting five minutes on the clock because that's all the time that we have to describe this week's episode. And five, four, three, two, we are on. We open at a nighttime when two cops uh, has set up a speed trap. 
and they catch something going a whopping 225 miles per hour, which is about 362 kilometers an hour. What can this be? It has to be a jet engine, right? Nothing could possibly drive this fast. Well, of course, we know it to be Kit. Uh, but inside the car, there's some kind of fight ongoing between someone and Knight, uh, who does get the upper hand. He ejects him out. Uh, we eventually capture our prisoner and leave him in a very secure RV. Uh, it might just look like a normal RV, but nor don't worry, Devin has assured us it is quite, quite secure. Back at headquarters, we reveal that the prisoner had a map asking to be somewhere at 3 p.m. Wonder what could be happening. We are going to go in that guy's place and pretend to be whoever this prisoner is. Meanwhile, Bonnie is increasing Kit's scanner range uh, to 50 feet. And now, oh no, sorry, uh, he's increasing the scanner range and can now affect all electrical devices within 50 feet. So let's see if that comes into play later. We then go off to the location on the map where we meet a man named Kincaid who has has a, a small army. They're clearly training for something because we're needed for a driving gig, uh, you know, where we're trying to be the replacement. Although, um, the Rue, although this is the second time that we've been asked to uh, to train for driving to show what we can do. So I'm starting noting a pattern here. It is time for training. Um, it must be serious, whatever the hell we're doing, because people are doing one of the most impressive exercises of all time, the upside down beanbag catch hang, which is one of the strongest exercises that you can do for your core. Our training course comes up um, and for, we are asked to jump on a ramp on grass. There's going to be a lot of grass wherever we're driving. Um, back at the RV prison, our prison, uh, back at the RV prison, our prisoner breaks out. Who knew? Um, by using a little bomb to blow himself out. We'll go back to King Caves where Michael Knight's doing a little snooping. He wants to find out what's going on here. We figure out we're going to be breaking to a prison. We still don't really know why though. Kit also tries out some of his new skills so we can escape through the front gate by distracting a guard and exploding a coffee machine. Poor coffee machine. And just opening the gate himself. Um, after uh, we pull a classic one over on the cops, we love pulling him over on the cops. Classic kit. We're able to contact Deb and let him know the plan. This is also when we find out our love interest for the episode. Uh, she's involved in this because she is being blackmailed. Uh, so we'll have to deal with that somehow. Uh, so right, we're about to confront Kincaid. We get caught, but uh-oh, our prisoner has come back to pay us a visit. Jesus, you stole the whole damn episode there, Cam. Um, well, at this point, we do find the intimate moment between Miss Elliot and Michael Knight and find out she's being blackmailed, like we did mention. Uh, Kit Kincaid does reveal his plan, but not to break into the prison, but to actually steal 12 million in gold. A little switcheroo, as they do say. Now, the trucks in the Brink truck contain sensors that will alert all police if the officers within 50 kilometers if they stop. So they need to make this on the move. The plan starts to knock out this Brinks truck. I call it a Brinks truck. Who knows what it actually is? <laughs> that convoys a Jeep behind it. So uh, while the Jeep's running behind it, they're going constant communication. One of the tricks that we saw of the car flying doing the jump stunts comes into play as a buggy jumps over the Jeep to drop off a smoke bomb in it to disarm all the convoy of Jeeps within it. Meanwhile, now that the Brinks truck is covered without having any person involved that can uh, stop them, Michael drives up behind them and ends up having to drop off Miss Elliot, who is a trained gymnast, to jump onto the truck and break into the truck itself by somehow knowing the code, opening it up. But then after a quick bump in the road, Miss Elliot jumps and is unable to hold onto the truck, except with one hand. She's dangling off, hurts her ankle. Michael picks her back up and says, Kit, I'm going to have to roll with this one solo. So he jumps back 
out of the car, leaves Kit on Solo, and jumps into the bag or the Brinks truck and starts dropping off bags and bags and bags of gold. As we see a few kilometers back, they're scooping them back up. Michael jumps back into the car and uh, all is good. And we think we've solved the problem with Kincaid. We're well aware that uh, there's something awry here. We've stolen money, but you know, how can this all work itself out so nicely? Anyway, back at the shop, uh, or back at the army base, I should say, we see a very quick Kincaid shot where he says, Michael Knight, we are now aware we have been caught, but quickly, uh, the Miss Elliot creates a distraction and this episode wraps up very quickly as all of a sudden we throw all the prisoners which is like a full army into the back of a truck including Kincaid by disarming his gun then bringing him to Devon end of episode kind of bizarre ending well, I, I, Kit can take down a whole army that's all we gotta know and that was time yeah, just very. I was expecting a bigger battle scene at the end, and they just like, they're like, "Hey guys, look inside the car," and they like they all funnel in, and they're like, "What is it?" And then it's like close the door, like ah, there's a quick way to disable an army. Classic dumb army. Uh, yeah, another great episode. Another great episode. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. I, yeah, I liked. Um, it's, it does seem to have a theme where it's like. You go to Bonnie. She's like, I installed this new thing, which will come up later in the episode. You get to the place. There's a bad guy. Bad guy has a love interest. <laughs> you meet them. They they never hook up. They'll probably kiss at one point. You go into the car scene. You use the new technology. You have a car scene. And then the episode ends. You know, you know what you're signing up for. And I think that's the best part. <laughs> exactly, that's the best part. I think we're almost about uh, <clears throat> actually halfway done the season, so uh, it'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. And, and well, until we move on to our next show of, uh, of some kind. Plus, we have uh, that one. I think they called it. You call it a, a bottle episode where they had that shit one a few weeks back. So hopefully they're saving their budget up for something big. Well, yeah. I mean, no, that we'll first episode we'll, with that helicopter was pretty big. We'll probably have another bottleneck episode of some kind. Uh, oh, it's, it's called a bottle episode. Bottleneck. Not a bottleneck. No. Are you sure? Yeah, it's called a bottle episode because it like takes... I don't remember. I looked this up one time, but basically it came off of one a concept. Yeah, to put that down in the notes. Um it came out, be- the concept of a bottle episode is not that you bottleneck the season, but you keep it all within one confined space. So, for example, like the episode of Community where they like lose someone's cell phone in the one room so they never have to go to anywhere, other shots. There's an episode of Seinfeld where they never leave the apartment. There's, like You can find episodes where they just don't leave the scene, so it's really cheap to make. And that's just so you can save your budget up for a later episode. <clears throat> okay, see, Cam, I always thought the exact same, uh, literally the exact same explanation, but I pictured mm-hmm. it like a bottle where, you know, it's like it was open, you know, and like the show was bigger, and then it eventually narrows down to that little neck, you know, where you don't flow out as much, like, you know, like big to small. Uh, but yeah, who knows? One of us is right and one of us is wrong. Uh, while so, we're on wait, this. Why? What? Why do you think it's called like what about what about the bottleneck though is the important part? Yeah, because like you know down you know it's like the neck is where it thins out. 
Uh, right? Okay. Like the bottle is larger, but then the neck of, you know, picture like a beer bottle or something, right? Or a wine bottle, the neck thins out. That's kind of, that's why I thought it was just called the bottleneck. But uh, while we're talking about bottles, though, Cam, have you seen that fly episode of Breaking Bad? Oh, my God. It might be the best episode of television ever made, uh, for, I, I, certainly for a bottle episode. Certainly for one where the bottle was necked and they were just in the lab and all he was doing was cleaning and they were paranoid and there were only two actors. Oh my God. Have you seen Breaking Bad, Cam? The third time that you rewatch Breaking Bad, so, you know, making it the fourth time that you've seen the series uh, in general, you'll get it. You'll get it by by the fourth time you rewatch it. Third time you rewatch it. Done? Yeah. Good? All right. Keep plowing ahead here. All right, folks. Now that we have that that uh, worst trope past us, let's move on to the best trope. It's time for a little Ohio, no Ohio salami, you know, slum llama ding dong, um, salami pastrami, Ohio or no Ohio headliner asinine. Hey, 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 headline, hey, headline, hey, 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 Headline or asinine. All right, Cammy boy. I'll give you a salami or pastrami here. No, I thought it was bologna or salami. Ah, call it what you want. I can't now. I think hey, I can't remember what we called it before. It was yeah, salami bologna because bologna's a lie. Because bologna's right? the real. lie. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Salami pastrami. I do like salami though. pastrami though, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't pastrami. even know which one's real. Yeah, exactly. I thought pastrami was a real meat. It is a real meat. I didn't think there was a problem. Yeah, anyway. National Arborists urge Congress to lower the age of consent for trees. Uh, yes. Um, well, this is a big problem uh, in a lot of places of the world. Of course, Cam, I don't know if you've ever seen Game of Thrones. It might be the best television show that was ever Ever, ever. It might honestly tell, be. Tell the, me, tell me. Game all of Thrones about might it. be the best TV show ever, and there were a lot of uh, fans of that show who really took the uh, Children of the Forest theme from that show far too literally. Um, and then all over the world, people started, you know, trying to have sex with trees. And it wasn't so much the sex that people were trying to have with the trees. That was fine. It was all the loads that were being dropped into the trees. It was just like messing with, you know, the trees weren't able to get like the proper nutrients, part of proper photosynthesis, just because they were just covered with loads all the time. Uh, but, you know, a tree has the right to choose. I believe, uh, you know, if they want to keep their little seedlings, little saplings or not. Uh, I don't see the advantaging. I don't see the advantage of lowering the consent. See, that's kind of the thing. Uh, if anything, you should be raising the consent. You know, really make sure that this tree is mature before you, before it, you know, should be allowed to be cummed in. Um, but you know, everyone loves, uh, everyone loves a young tree, a young tight tree. So I'm going to say that's a headline. This is, uh, this is, a, this is a little bit of a, a little bit of pastrami, a little bit of a lie or salami or, you know, it's not, it's not true. Okay. I pictured, it's a baloney. It's a baloney. I pictured age of consent, meaning like when you're allowed to cut trees down. That's kind of what I, that's kind of how I pictured it. Like, you know, like the arborist had like a rule where it was like, you can't cut a tree, you can't clear cut trees if they're, 
you know, shorter than four feet or something or uh, something like that. That's how I picked. That's how I pictured that. One. Uh, that's how I give you a little bit of smoke, buddy. You know, sometimes I threw the change up instead of the fastball. Okay, here we go. Uh, I got him. I got one here for you. Headliner asks nine. Uh, teenager invents gender equal and diverse playing cards. Yeah, I'd imagine that there's no kings or queens. It's just like zims and zers or something like that. Because uh, everybody knows that, you know, or, or maybe it's something like, oh, the the jack is a male and the, the queen is a female, but a, a jack should be both male and female. And the six should be a, what if six was nine, Cam? Wouldn't that be fine? Wouldn't that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm not surprised that someone, you know, like, this just seems unfair. And tried to make a little bit of uh, make a little bit of noise, so I'm gonna call headline. Okay, and that one's a headline here uh, for you. Um, and there's a story here. This all started when a young woman, a young teenager named Mayan Seagal, was uh, playing cards with her parents, and then she asked the question, "Hey, why is the queen worth less than the king? And why is everybody white?" Yeah. Um, the father. Without a real answer, besides, you know, explaining how the medieval ages go, uh, the family quickly got into a discussion about gender equality um, and then uh, asked themselves, you know, is gender necessary for playing cards? Uh, so the young girl started designing a new deck of cards with new roles uh, to separate the cards in the game. Because, of course, like you still need the games are based on things like, you know, the, the face cards. How do we make it work? So here we go. Uh, the king card. And no one wins, I'm assuming. Nobody wins. And every deck nobody comes loses. with just like a series of participation awards that everybody gets. Um, so the king, the, uh, the king card is now called the monarch. Okay, so it's the monarch, and it has an M symbol on it. The monarchs, there's two males and two females of various skin tones and hair colors. Um, so you have an M. So instead of the K, it's an M. Uh, and then next, you have the duchess and the duke. That replaced the queen. So that'll be the one with the Ds. Again, um, the d duchesses, women, dukes, and all both of varying, uh, you know, everybody looks different. And then your final one, the Jax, is replaced by the Prince and Princess. So a P instead. So instead of looking for K, Q, J, you're looking for M, D, P. I'm dynamite. Uh, they've actually even included both a male and female Joker. So even both Jokers are different. Um, so far in the United States, 35,000 decks of these cards have uh, sold, uh, and they're increasing. They're getting like new supporters every day, larger financial backers who are hoping to kind of bring this uh, a little larger, kind of like spread, spread this out a little bit. Well, that's... Uh, I'm... I don't know who needs a new pack of decks or a deck of cards, personally. I don't know a single person who's like, I'm out of cards right now. Everybody has a fucking deck of well, cards. Well, Cam, I hate to say it. I just, I need a new deck of cards just because they got wet one time. So now they're starting to kind of peel away. And, uh, you know, they're not as far. You can always, you can tell which card is the Ten of Clubs now because it has like a little rip on the side. 
like that kind of thing. So I think I do need. It's not that I need a whole new deck of cards. I just need one a new jack, a new ten of clubs. But then I would need to find a ten of clubs from the Tropicana Hotel and Resort in Las Vegas. So it would just be I'll, like I'll send you a deck of cards. I mean, it, it would be fantastic, you know. But uh, what do yeah. you want? You want I, the I, non-binary ones? No, I give me some kings, give me some queens, give me some jacks, uh, because we're playing sequence, and that's a board game that has the card faces on it. So sequence is going to have to redo their entire uh, their entire business model. Okay, Cammy boy, McDonald's robber demands chicken nuggets has to accept breakfast food because it was still too early. Right. So, what's the deal with McDonald's? You can get breakfast at any time, but you non can't get lunch. But non breakfast is only sold between certain hours. You got it. Do you know the specific uh, the specificities of that time? That's okay if you don't. It's, I think it's eleven. So eleven. But when does it stop? Like three a.m. is when it. You know when does when does lunch stop and become breakfast? Or, oh, that's an interesting yeah, question. Yeah, so um because it would have happened in that glory like time, right? Like because three? yeah, like you could if you if you go to rob a restaurant, I mean if you go to rob a McDonald's at four AM, uh are you expecting them to be there to be nuggets? Because what if you were right on that like that edge? They stop they stop serving uh dinner and lunch at, you know, three thirty in the morning, you show up at three thirty one, I mean that's happened to a lot of people and you'd be pissed anyways. So this guy was just mad and also robbing <laughs> robbing the McDonald's. Like, it was kind of like a twofer. Because you'll hear that, you know, if you go to a fast food place that also does breakfast. Oh, sorry, we're not doing breakfast anymore. And then they're like, ah, s- drats. And sometimes they're a little bit mad. They're like, oh, come on, it's been like two extra minutes. Don't you have an extra McMuffin back there? Uh, so it was kind of the same thing. You know, it was like, give me all the cash. Give me the money. What do you mean you don't have any nuggets? Uh, this is a headline. Yeah, he pretty much nailed it, that guy. <laughs> um, he, he was McDonald's is very strict about what time lunch starts. Okay, we mm-hmm. know that for a fact. This is in England, where a man goes on with a mask. He comes in, goes to the with uh, what he says is a gun. He's like, I got a gun in this bag. You're gonna give me the cash. You can open up the safe. You can give me more cash. And on the way, he's like, and I want some fucking chicken nuggets. And they're like, so. I, they grabbed the little microphone. They're like, "Sorry, sir. The um, sorry, sir. There's no more nuggets. Sorry, sorry, sir. There's uh, it's not one shot. Wait, wait. They're British. You have to do a British. I sorry, sorry, Mike. So, sorry, governor. Sorry, governor. Hey. There's no more chicken sorry, nuggets. Sorry, Mike. And no more nuggets. I'm hey. Michael Caine. There's no more chicken nuggets. Still, son. Michael still Caine. On the breakfast side, Mike. Give you, give you um, English muffin if you want. Double sausage. Free, free of charge, <laughs> free, and, and that's what he took. He took a English muffin, double sausage. Later, was caught by the police and actually came in self-reported. Uh, from there, he basically they found out he didn't have a real gun on him, just a airsoft gun. But either way, you're gonna get in trouble for trying to rob somewhere. He only stole six hundred dollars, six hundred pounds. That's like twelve hundred dollars. Uh, yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. No. I find that. I find this very. I wonder. I mean. God. There. Uh, the Mister Sub that I worked at was held up at gunpoint like a few years after I left. Nice. Um. Fish. And of course, like our. I do remember my boss. Like, ha- di- didn't prepare us for the event occurring, but he was. He said, like, if anything ever happens like that, you're getting robbed. Fucking open the. 
open the you fight, you fight your ass back. No, he was just like open the register and fucking. You don't want that fucking leave. Do whatever. Yeah, like you know, run away. Do whatever they say. Like that kind of thing. Um, but in UK, I don't want uh, a dollar stolen from this. In the UK, place. yeah, no, I find that surprising just because you know there's no, you're not allowed to have a gun. Period. So you know, it's even more surprising when uh, something like that happens. Cam, are you ready for your next headline? Yes, sir. Um, here we go. Headliner asks nine Spotify employees support Joe Rogan claiming that young people should not get a COVID vaccine. <sighs> Yeah, I did. I did see this podcast. I did hear it. He did have to clarify it for his uh, league of followers. I, I also heard on the Joe Rogan experience experience uh, that sort of apology or sort of clarification note. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it, it's it's interesting. Anyway, um, I think in the past Spotify has come out and they were like, "We don't support your view on." What he said about trans people at some point, they were like, get this, get this guy off the air. They're like, we spent, spent a lot of money. He's like, I don't care about the cash. Get him off the air. <laughs> um, and I think it's typically very left-leaning, the employees at Spotify. So it'd be kind of weird for them to be like, we don't want no vaccines. Keep this guy on the air. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and call it asinine. Asinine. Ish nine, he got that one. Fucking smart. Fucking All right, Cammy Burrs. Border Patrol chief is mad that he can't use slurs to describe immigrants anymore. Ah, that's the worst, eh? That's the worst part about being a uh, cis white man. <laughs> Uh, in the current day is that I'm not allowed to say so many things when it would be so much you know like uh, hey um, do you know that uh, you know like hey it's that guy with the black hair you know like what guy with black hair you know like black hair uh, kind of like olive skin black hair olive skin yeah black hair olive skin he's talking with his hands a lot who's that you know he's got like black hair olive skin he talks with his hands a lot he's saying things like forget about it Oh, you mean the Italian man. It would be so much easier if we could just say things like that, you know, especially in a quick situation like, hey, grab that guy. Who? The, the, um, that first word. That the, first word that needs to come out needs to be, uh, there, that needs to be. Uh, he's got uh, black shoes on um, and uh, jeans, but they look a little bit There too tight. is a very, very important episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where, where a character's life is saved due to being referred to as a slur. And then they kind of like brought them back to attention and then they were able to uh, save themselves from dying. So that's how it was actually a big, uh, a big plot a big uh, episode there in season 14 uh cam it sounds just about right i would love to hear the full story and the guy trying to defend himself so i'm gonna say it's a headline yes it is a headline now when he talks about slurs it's you know i'm not gonna go ahead and slur them on the air but basically it's not the ones you expect so there was an amendment that got penned by the new president the power in chief whatever the fuck you call those people that basically says replace the word illegal alien with undocumented citizen and assimilation with civic integration, among other new suggested language. Um, I don't follow his argument this well, so this is going to be a little bit difficult to 
get behind. Basically, he was saying, let's prove that this works, then let's copy it before we do this to the whole United States. I don't think, like, he thinks language is very important. Um, and I don't really understand why he thinks the specific words are very important. It doesn't really make sense. Um, I mean, go ahead and take the, take a read for yourself. Uh, we use words that matter and will serve to further once confer the dignity of those in custody. It, you know, it's a lot of just like saying things like that, but they don't really have much substance to them. The term dehumanizes men, women, and children has been weaponized against immigrants of color. So that definitely was not him who said that. Anyway, um, okay, it looks yeah, like you're just, reading this fresh and had no. Uh, oh, I did. I did read it, <laughs> but I just I tried reading it like three times, and I'm like, I don't really see the point he's trying to make here. Anyway, uh, take a peek at that if you're curious. Uh, he's not happy, buddy. He wants to call people illegal aliens, uh, whether you want to call them that or not. Um, you know, there has been quite a few sightings of aliens from Commander Fravor. So take that in consideration. Yeah, maybe, Cam. Maybe this is just the government's attempt to... Uh, it's not has nothing to do with about making a slur, so we're just kind of trying to clarify. Because the aliens are coming very soon. So we don't want, you know, these non-documented, these undocumented citizens to be just kind of confused with the actual aliens who are coming to probe us. That's it. Uh, Cam, I got one here for you. Headliner Asinine hospital employee, uh, made 15 years of pay despite not working a day. This, this is a classic, uh, clerical, you know, it's like man released from prison three times because of clerical error, like something like that. It's like, how does, what, this doesn't make any sense. But, uh, when you work for these giant hospitals, uh, especially if they're like, if it's in the States, I, could, I don't even know because those are more tight on cash. Uh, but, yeah, I could see that happening either from just a clerical error or just having some, you know, it's probably started off with, oh, I'm on long-term disability. You have to pay me this amount. And then it just keeps paying. And she's just like, I'm not saying a damn word. Um, and then goes on for 20 years until someone notices the books. Like, who is this Carol uh, Reichenspiel? And then they uh, they do a little digging, and she used to work there twenty years ago, still getting the cash. And next thing you know, you're you're in the uh, the Boston Sun headline. Cam, this is a headline, but gosh, where's your sense of adventure? You know, your 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 cold cut. Am I? I, I just, uh, yeah, you know, right. you're like yeah, right. this you has to be me. clerical. This has to be uh, a simple error that is made all the time. United States is not. This is a story coming out of Southern Italy where a man named Salvatore Scumacci is under investigation for forgery, extortion, and abuse of office after he received nearly uh, $650,000 U.S. dollars uh, despite not attending work. Um, not only is he being investigated, but uh, actually the entire management of the hospital is also being investigated because while an accountant was doing a routine employee check, uh, he noticed that this particular employee uh, hasn't been present to work in over 15 years despite always receiving a paycheck. Uh, police took statements from current employees who had never heard of him, nor did they recognize a photo that was uh, sent that was admitted on file to the hospital. P police currently believe that the man Scumachi was blackmailing upper level officials to extort his job. Nothing's been set in stone yet. No arrests have been made. Uh, but the charges of forgery and extortion are already on him. 
so this was actually a case of, uh, or, you know, this could just be a case. Cam, not of a clerical error, not of somebody being released three times from prison. No, there was some badass Italian gangster shit that went down. And this guy's it. holding the job because of it. I love a good blackmail story. Of course you do. You've been you've been on both sides of the blackmail coin uh, a couple. When someone blackmails you, you just got to blackmail them back. Exactly, blackmail them back, and then you then then it sort of cam for you. It kind of turns into more of like a pen pal type thing, uh, yeah. where now you and uh, you have a couple friends. Uh, who are also ink. your age? Yeah, write invisible ink, and you have to you have to like pee on the letter so you can see what it actually says or something like that. That's it. Yeah. All right, brother. Oh, well, that's all the time that we have for uh, for the show this week. I guess another, another great episode. Another great uh, episode. Hope, hope, you, hope you got over your Sunday scaries because oh I know they are scary. God, we're not ever going to talk about oh those my, again. Thanks oh for. God. Listening, folks, you know where to find us. We're all over the place. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Listen to us at 1.2% for maximum results. Cam, okay, I think I found that to be the perfect uh, the uh, the perfect time uh, kind of lapsing to listen. Uh, it also makes the theme songs go by very quickly, which is also kind of funny. Uh, but the speaking uh, is, is fantastic. And Cam, just as we sort of wrap this up, I do want to mention that I think for possibly the very, very, very uh, honest Honestly, possibly the very first time in my life, I finished a pen. I I have a pen that I write with. You can see, Cam, the level of ink that is remaining there. There's sort of like this little ball that I didn't even know existed in pen. Is that what a ballpoint pen means? I don't even know. But Cam, as we bring this podcast to a conclusion, I, for the first time in my life as a 29-year-old man, used a pen all the way up. Thank you. Thank you. No, I uh, I think that, I mean, I don't know if people are doing this all the time and they're just not proud about it, but God, I am I am proud of this. I can't say I've ever done that, so I'll, I'll give you props on that Thank one. you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, let me know. Let me know. All right, folks. Well, Cam signing off here. Just forget, or don't forget, that humans are the only animal that enjoy eating spicy food. So go ahead and nail that extra hot burrito. Not white hot. Mexican hot. Cam LeClaire signing off. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on two season of pod. 96.7 on your Two season a pod, 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 two